I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody see that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Hello. Hello. Hi. Sammy Joe. I thought you were going to come in there so nah. we could like have a chorus nah, situation. Nah, nah, That's very like uh, first 15 episodes us, you know? We've oh. moved on since have then. Have we? Okay. No, we haven't. I have ever moved we on. We haven't. But... Let's take it again. Take two. Okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> there I, got, I got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got nervous. What's up, but Sammy Joe? That's good. Um, yeah, not not much. Actually, I have I have been up to a lot. You had been lately, yeah. Yeah, been just moving and grooving. I moving I went back to grooving. that podcast class today. Believe it or not, did you? After talking so much yeah, smack you know, on, they the, called on the airwaves, <laughs> they called me back. They needed me. Just no, when they... you thought you were out, they dragged you back in. <laughs> yeah, it's only because the woman who's facilitating it was desperate, and literally all their other teachers called out. She's like, please um, just entertain them for like an hour. Because they were going to Wesley and Spring Fling. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's cool. So they must all be youngsters. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, yeah, no problem. I went in and I basically just had to like, you know, be there to help kids out if they had questions about editing their podcasts. And Oh, what are they editing on? Audacity? Garage no, Band? No, they're using something called like We Video. I don't oh, know. It's probably it's probably edu- it. an educational software or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it was pretty cool. I mean, editing. You don't even I do really... the editing of the podcast. You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just send it out and hey, then it comes uh, back. Excuse done. me. I I edit our our video clips that go on social media. That's true. Okay, I've yeah, done a few little things here and there. Okay, I know I know what's what. You, you taught know, me well. You know a thing or two. I know a thing or two, but I didn't really have to help them like in a technical sense. It was more just like giving them feedback. Yeah. Um, and there was really just one group that I actually was able to help and impact and everybody else was just kind of jerks. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like, you kind of moonwalking around the room, huh? Pretty much. That's pretty cool. I wish I could moonwalk. You can't moonwalk? Nah. I can moonwalk, Sammy Joe. Let me see it. No, I can't do it here on the spot. No way. Right. I didn't see it at my wedding, so I'm not buying it. <laughs> I wouldn't dare try it at your wedding. That's too public. <laughs> yeah. You got to fight. I can do it in my socks really well. You got to mm-hmm. file down your shoes to make them slide real good, you know? Yeah. Dave yeah. can do it pretty well. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's Dave's a nice got, skill. Dave's got moves. I'll teach you someday. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to episode what are we 108 108 108. 108. kicking and streaming yeah the podcast where we watch buffy and lost yes and we rate them against each other yes yes um i have some fun trivia for you pat okay already trivia already hold on hold on to your fluffy hair pat here we go holding on okay fanula flanagan excuse me God bless Which is you. a f- thank you. <laughs> it's a fun name. She plays the uh, older Doctor Eloise Hawking in Lost. Okay. Okay, so she was in the Ewok movie. 
which is called the Ewok <laughs> Adventure. We oh, were talking about that last yeah, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. You looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I definitely did see. Like, the, the preview Ewok started playing, and I was like, Adventure. oh, I've totally seen this. Yeah. Um, and she was also in The Others, which I just found funny. Oh, Because, that's you funny. know, there's Others and Lost, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can you believe that? Crazy, Can't huh? Unbelievable. So, thought wow. I would just share that fun trivia with nice. you. Nice, that is fun trivia right off the bat. It's yeah. good stuff. Nice. Yeah. All right, well. What uh, about you? What have you been up to? Anything fun? Any to? good trivia? Mm, got no trivia that I can speak of. Okay. Until we get to the end of the episode. That's what we call sure. teaser. Right. Okay. The actual trivia time. Other than that, no. Just full-blown dad stuff lately. Been doing okay. some yard work, mowing some oh, yeah. lawns. Yep. Did a it's little bit of that. It's that time of year. It's that time of year. And guess what? It's already grown all the way back because I told you how rich my soil is up here. Very rich soil, yeah. The dirt is grade A up here. So those them dandelions, Sammy Joe... They just be sprouting. They be popping. They be popping right out. Yeah, it was like <laughs> the day after. It's like under six hours. Those things were popping right back yeah. out. Yeah, and I was you're like, like I just what mowed the you. hell? Yeah. yeah. How does that happen? Mm. Yeah. So probably yeah. means that you need um, what is it? Uh, I think dandelion's good for your liver. You need a liver detox. You want me to eat it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you can eat dandelion. I don't want to eat the dandelion. <laughs> okay. No, thank you. All right, don't then. You know what would happen? It'd turn into like the dusty dandelion in my tummy. <laughs> no, that's not how, that's yeah, not how that that's works. that's what it would do. And then nope. I would get all, uh, 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 no, I can't do then that. Then you'd sprout dandelions in your I belly? I would sprout dandelions in my, uh, yeah. In your poop? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay, I've gone too far now. Yeah, that's the line. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's, right. Uh, shall we just move on from that then? Yeah, what do you say, Sammy Joe, we jump into Buffy? Before we do that. What? I teed <laughs> it up perfectly. I want to point out, uh-huh. so this happens occasionally on this podcast, when we just have two episode names that go together so perfectly. Ooh. So we have Dead, dead Things. things. <gasps> I didn't even notice and- this. Dead is dead. <laughs> dead is dead. Wow. I was like, wow, lots of death this week. Yeah. Crossover. Dead is dead is dead is dead is dead things. Yeah. Wow. So that's all. That is a great crossover. Nice mm-hmm. call out. I, I'm surprised I didn't even see that yet. I wouldn't notice it when I typed out the episode name. Yeah. Yeah. But prior to that, you know, that's a few steps too far for this I know. little noggin over that's here. Okay. okay. I, I think if way too many steps ahead so (laughs) we meet in the middle (laughs) (laughs) yep 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 all right okay good call out appreciate that and now let's get in to lost to buffy (laughs) (laughs) what you see what happens you totally screwed me up (laughs) we already got into buffy Buffy. (laughs) all right let's get into buffy Okay, so this week on Kicking and Streaming, we watched Buffy, Season 6, Episode 13, Dead Things. Dead Things. Original air date, February 5th, 2002. And this episode was written by Stephen S. DeKnight and directed by James A. Contner. Hmm. 
your predictions. Two episodes ago, you said the trio is going to come in and out, but they're definitely not the big bad. And then you said, well, Warren could be. He's a creep and he keeps getting a little darker. I was thinking about this uh, prediction. Yep. Is this my shite? Is this what you were talking about, my shite? No, this is not your shite. Okay. (laughs) Or maybe it is. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't (laughs) know. Yeah, you convinced me. uh, You said he could go extra dark extra dark (laughs) sounds like we're talking about chocolate Mm. uh and i said what will andrew and jonathan do if that happens and you said they'll go to the slayer for help and the only way to get help is for willow to use her magics again because warren will bite off more than he can chew Mm, these are good yeah 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 last episode you said amy will end up going her own way and enacting some kind of revenge because she has a chip on her shoulder for being a rat for so many years yeah and now her friends have turned on her so she's going to use her magics and get kind of dark and maybe she teams up with the geek squad you've been calling them (laughs) geek squad (laughs) okay um the buffy verse refers to them as the trio yeah but, just you so know, you know but geek squad but works geek too. squad's fine They're interchangeable yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean and that's more i don't know did the geek squad exist like at best buy at this point no, in I don't 2002 think so. i don't think it did um and then you also said that buffy will work at the double meat palace for a while yep so this episode starts with buffy and spike having raucous sex under some rugs yeah i wrote sleaze fest on yep. the upn right away in the rugs mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Buffy compliments the rugs and Spike said, I ate a decorator once. Maybe something stuck. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, then uh, Buffy talks about redecorating her room and Spike asks if they're having an actual conversation. And then he says <laughs> that Buffy was an animal in bed and she gets upset and starts to leave or I guess in, in rug. I was like, Spike, you got to read the room, okay? When you're when you're laying in rugs with a lady yeah you can't start calling her an animal you can't that's gonna (laughs) that's gonna ruin the mood have a little tact have a little tact read the room and you know just probably don't say everything that comes to your mind yeah i I think that's what spike does though i know but still you know this has happened many times where he's like oh you're just such an animal what's wrong with you and she's like oh god (laughs) it's like what (laughs) Right. Clearly, she doesn't like that. No, she doesn't like that. She gets upset. She starts to leave. And Spike asks, you know, what this thing means to Buffy. And she says they don't have a thing, just this. And Spike asks if she even likes him. And she says, sometimes. (laughs) Then he holds up a pair of handcuffs and asks Buffy if she trusts him. And she says, never. Yeah. Okay, too far. Too far. Cut to... The nerd trio slash geek squad's new basement lair, where Andrew is not happy about having to live with his fellow supervillains. So we don't know where they are. They're just in a basement somewhere. Mm -hmm. Jonathan pushes a box of Andrew's stuff off a table, and then he starts shaking his fingers over his magic bone. (laughs) He's about to curse him. (laughs) What does the magic bone do again? It Um, does spells and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. It's like his wand. Yeah, it's like his wand, his, his <laughs> it's magic quite a bone. wand to have. <laughs> but he, but it's the same thing that he did before when we, when we've seen that the bone before, and he like when he was like kind of 
putting like like you know like two fingers up like the peace sign and kind of like yeah. shaking them on top right, of right, the, right. like that somehow activates it <laughs> um so then you know andrew's like don't curse me or something and they start to sort of wrestle each other yeah warren ever the adult of the group gets their attention and tells them the cerebral dampener is ready to be charged they walk mm-hmm. over to a golf ball sized silver ball and they each put on like these kind of red sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Jonathan performs a ritual and yellow light goes into the ball. And then Warren declares that the cerebral dampener is online. And with this baby, we can make any woman we desire our willing sex slave. Oh, boy. They all smile as Warren says he knows just where to start. Warren, Warren, Warren. Warren. Come on. Unbelievable. So we get the intro. Then after the intro, Buffy is working at the counter at the Double Meat Palace. And she's like, double meat is double sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is, Bufferoni. (laughs) She's got a sunnier attitude about her job now. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then Tara shows up and Buffy takes a break with her. Um, and Tara's like, you know, you know, did Willow hurt anyone? And Buffy's like, you know, no, this isn't about Willow. She tells her that Willow has actually been doing well, but that spike can hurt her, Buffy. Um, and she thinks that maybe she came back wrong. Tara assures her that she didn't, but Buffy asks her to check out the spell that was used to bring her back. That night, Andrew and Jonathan are in their van looking at a feed from a small camera Warren has pinned to his tie inside a bar. And his outfit is just bad. Like he's wearing like almost it's not lime green, but it's like a bright green shirt that like shouldn't see the light of day unless it's St. Patrick's Day. Really? You you don't like lime green as a shirt? I mean, not in this context. Because he's, like, trying to be fancy. Like, he's got a nice, you know, suit on and then this, like, wacky colored (laughs) shirt. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just wear, like, nice black, you know? Yeah. Dark color or something. Something slick. Not this weird zoot suit, like, half (laughs) zoot suit situation you got going on. Yeah. Okay. Style's not a strong suit, okay? Definitely not. So Warren tells the uh andrew and jonathan that he's beginning a preliminary sweep and they should keep their potatoes peeled for the slayer jonathan and andrew shout at warren to try it on different girls um but warren spots his ex-girlfriend like as he's moving through the bar they're like oh her 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 they're like kind of yelling at him but warren spots his ex-girlfriend katrina sitting at the bar target acquired yeah. <laughs> and then he dumps his earpiece into a mi- uh, martini glass so he doesn't have to listen to Jonathan and Andrew anymore, who at this part are like, they're they're like, bazoombas, bazoombas, or bazoombas, <laughs> yeah, or something like that. They kept talking about bazoombas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Warren slides into the chair next to Katrina and asks how she got to be so beautiful. And she starts to turn and then realizes it's Warren and says, what the hell are you doing here? She reminds him that she never wanted to see him again. And he says, never's a long time, baby. <laughs> Smooth hate talk, him. Sammy Joe. You don't like this? No, I hate that. This I, isn't how to pick you up do at not a bar? Call, no, do not call me baby, okay? Okay. If we are not in a committed long-term relationship, mm-hmm. no. If okay. I broke up with you because you are building robots. You're right. <laughs> 
No. Yeah. You have okay. lost the privilege to call me baby. It's just uh, he just he ha he he has this male dominating possessiveness about him that is not appropriate. Okay. And I'm not okay with that. He is anti genesequa. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we uh, je, I, we know exactly what his deal is. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi is I don't know what. Oh. <laughs> See, yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, Just like RSVP, Sammy Joe. No yeah, idea. Well, I'm here to tell you the French stuff. <laughs> um. So he asks if she's still sore about that thing, and she says, "What thing would that would that be exactly? What the wind up slut you tinkered together, or when Little Miss Nuts and Bolts tried to choke me to death?" You think that's what ended it? I think, yeah, <laughs> I think that's probably what ended it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably and I a think red the, flag. I think the fact that he thinks that he still has a shot with her is just proof of his narcissism. Delusions. Yeah. He tells her that he just wants to talk and see if they can work things out. But Katrina says, there's nothing to work out. What you did was sick. And just looking at you makes me want to vomit. She gets her purse and she starts to leave. But Warren puts on his red sunglasses, pulls out the cerebral dampener, and it flashes. Fling, he puts fling. it away. Fling, fling. Also, real quick, Warren yeah. reminds me of John Ralphio a little. Uh, Yeah, I could see that. Doesn't he look like him? Yeah, but at yeah. least John Schwartz? Ralphio... Ben Schwartz, is that his name? Ben Schwartz, yeah. yeah. At great. least John Ralphio is like goofy, and when you turn him down, he just, you know, he's like, okay. Yeah. And he Have walks you seen away. the uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz on Netflix yet? I haven't. You have to see those. I know. I feel like that was on my mental they list and just never amazing. got around to it. There's three of them. You will absolutely love them. Okay. It's right up your alley. Because it, it's stand-up, right? It's improv. It's improv, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's like they do a whole two-person show improving the whole yeah. thing. It's hilarious. Yeah. 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 I got to put that back on my mental yeah, list. That will give you the biggest chuckle of your year, and you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know at the end of the year if that right. was true. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he puts it away, and Katrina looks at him and says, I love you, master. Warren grins, takes off the sunglasses, and says, I love you too, baby. Mm -hmm. Yep. I said the sleaze fest is getting turned up another notch. This is getting very R-wordy. R <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Well, that word actually comes out I know. We go, we go straight there next yep. scene. Um, so then we cut to Buffy arriving home to classical music playing and Dawn and Xander dancing. And Buffy's like, is there singing? Are we singing again? <laughs> but Anya tells her that they're just teaching Dawn how to dance for the wedding. And Xander asks Buffy if she wants to go for a spin, but she plops onto the couch in between Anya and Willow. And Xander says, you've been going at it too hard, Buffy. We hardly see you. What with slinging the double meat and pounding the big evil. What? Oh, these are double meat entendres. Am I right? <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Um, and Willow says that they're going to the bronze later, but Buffy would rather stay home with Dawn, except a car horn beeps. And Dawn already made plans to sleep over that no good Janice's house. Janice. But Willow assures Buffy that she already checked it out. Janice's mom is actually picking them up. So none of this running off to see vampire boys again. Yeah, I would hope that they would only make that mistake once. 
Yeah, well, I don't know. Dawn's pretty stupid, and Janice doesn't seem that bright either. Okay. So. Fair enough. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Got to check up on these things. Yeah, I mean, like, I did not live in a world where vampires were real. Yeah. But I was still on alert, okay? Because I You were ready for vampires. But Dawn. Even though they weren't there. Dawn's sister is the vampire slayer. And she just did not have a care in the world. Did not care. She's about like, let's anything. go back out with these duds in a car. Yeah, and let me not have any sort of, you know, pencil or steak or anything with me. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> anyway, Dawn gives Buffy attitude about her never being around, and then she leaves, and Buffy agrees to go to the bronze. Then we cut to Katrina, now dressed in a sexy maid outfit, popping champagne and serving it to the trio, slash geek squad. They toast to crime. (laughs) They're like, to crime. (laughs) And then Andrew wheezes after taking a sip, and he's like, crime tastes funny. I love Andrew. (laughs) He's just just very silly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jonathan and Andrew size up Katrina, who's essentially a Stepford wife now, and declare her to be cute but warren gets up and says she's perfect and starts extolling all of her virtues uh question why isn't he just making more robots if he has that skill yeah why doesn't he just make his own robot the the Mm -hmm. last one he made was pretty lifelike (laughs) yeah i mean well but he got sick of her yeah i know so i mean with this you can turn it on and off it seems like the you know his robot he got sick of and uh-huh. didn't want her around anymore wanted katrina he wants katrina he thinks he deserves katrina okay. so he's trying to get katrina all right that's what he's trying to do okay he doesn't want a robot anymore all he right. realized that's not what he wanted okay i just feel like you could have more of a even a uh, an emotional relationship with the robot mm-hmm. as opposed to whatever this is well, he doesn't think what he's doing is wrong. Yeah, he's no, but, like, but just well, her she communication was mine skills went down like 20 notches when she right. became, she's like, yes, master. Uh. <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. Way she basically is a robot. Right. Than the Buffy robot. Buffy robot could actually speak. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. So I think he's just given up on robots and is like, well, okay. Katrina's here and I want her back. And I deserve her, and her feelings don't matter. Okay. So really, yes, what he does want is a robot, but also he doesn't want a robot, and that's the thing is Warren doesn't know what he wants because he's just sick. He's just sick in the head. He's just a sick narcissist. I don't know if you noticed this, Sammy Joe, but Warren, he's got a chest full of hair. (laughs) He does. (laughs) He's popping out of his shirt in these scenes. Yeah. I'm like, look at that. He's like, it's like a tiger yeah yeah it's frow just <laughs> a beast yeah i'm yeah. surprised you noticed that i know yeah just something you notice just something i noticed i think okay. i'm just always impressed with like a, a male <laughs> a hairy chest, chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. i it doesn't yeah, it just doesn't phase me because Dave has a hairy chest, so <laughs> I don't old, notice that old kind news of thing. To you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe yeah. I did pre-Dave. I don't know. Maybe. 
Yeah. yeah. Like Austin Powers. Right. Right. That was something else. That was something else. Andrew agrees that she's hot, and Katrina says, so are you, master. <laughs> I'm definitely saying it more robotic than she did. But it's, pretty, it's pretty close, though. Does, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Jonathan and Andrew start, you know, are like, okay, well, who who gets to, like, how do you, whatever. And But Warren says, I do, and, and declares that Katrina is his. Um, but he tells the other two, you can play with her all you want after I'm done with her. Yeah. Don't like that. Sloppy. Warren walks off with Katrina <laughs> to another area of the basement with a bed with, of course, silk sheets because gross. Uh, and Wait, they start. I didn't notice the silk sheets. Shilks? Oh, yeah. Shilk sheets. Shilk sheets. I can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> silk yeah. sheets. Silk sheets. Yes. That's all they have in the uh, sheet department in Buffy. This right. Silk. It's all silk. It's always <laughs> You're silk. You're right. It's just the same ones. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, like Buffy's bed and like Dawn's bed and, yeah. you know, it probably Willow's just looks, bed. Like they it, all, it, it just, just looks, looks sleazy. <laughs> it looks sleazy. It looks better on camera, I bet, when it has yeah. uh, a sheen to it. You well, know, you know, for sheen? like for for Angel, it's like, oh, it's like fancy and like old fashioned. But like in this context, it's like sleaze fest. Sleaze fest motel. Yeah. OK. So they go back to the ba- uh, other area of the basement. Sleazy sh- silk sheet bed. They start to kiss passionately. And Warren forces Katrina to tell him, I love you, master. And then he tells her to get on her knees. And she says, yes, Warren gets onto her knees. And he says, wait, what did you say? And Katrina snaps out of it, and we Uh-oh. cut to her tossing Warren back into the space where Jonathan and Andrew are now fighting with lightsabers. <laughs> Gotta pass the time somehow. Because <laughs> they're like, well, what are we going to do in the meantime? <laughs> to the lightsaber bin. Warren yells at them to get the dampener, and Katrina says, who are you? Andrew says, um, your masters? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan and Andrew look around for the dampener as Katrina keeps yelling at Warren. She says, you were going to share me with these two dorks? Andrew finds the dampener and goes to use it, but it just fizzles out. And we're going to do some lines. Okay. I will be Katrina. Okay. And Andrew, and you can be Warren and Jonathan. I will be Warren and Jonathan. Yeah. Got it. So she sees the dampener. And says to Warren, is that what you used on me? Oh, my God. First the skank bot and now this? What's wrong with you? And she shoves Warren. I just, I wanted us to be together. There is no us, Warren. Get that through your big meaty head. I am not your girlfriend anymore. She's your ex. (laughs) Says Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) And Andrew says, dude, that is messed up. Oh, you think? And she walks, Katrina walks towards Jonathan and Andrew. You bunch of little boys playing at being men. Well, this is not some fantasy. It's not a game, you freaks. It's rape. What? And Andrew says, no, we didn't. You're all sick. Katrina's like crying at this point. And she says, she points at Warren and says, and I'm going to make sure you get locked up for this. And then we'll see how, how you like getting raped. Yikes. Yeah. So she calls it what it is. That's exactly what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts to run off and Warren yells for Jonathan and Andrew to stop her, but she breaks free of their grasp because Lady knows some self-defense. 
Yeah. Warren runs after her, grabs her as she tries to go up the stairs, and she scratches him in the face, and he knocks her down again, grabs the champagne bottle, and bashes her over the head with it, and she goes down. Man. Yeah. Escalated quickly. Yeah, it did. Warren tells also, the other two. you're a dark creep weirdo, and I called it super, super creep, super creep. He has a scar across his eye, like a real professional big bad. I think... I called it when I called him a dark weirdo. Okay. Just had to get that off my hairy chest. (laughs) (laughs) Your non-hairy chest. (laughs) Hey. Hey. (laughs) You don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Katrina goes down. Warren tells the other two to charge the cerebral dampener, but Jonathan comes over to look at Katrina Warren tells Andrew to get her up and says that they'll give her another dose that everything will be all right. But Andrew touches Katrina's head and his hand comes away with blood. And he says, I don't think so. She's dead. Jonathan and Andrew start to panic. Andrew keeps rocking back and forth and saying, oh, God, oh, God. And Jonathan yells at Warren, what the hell did you do? Warren grabs Jonathan by the collar and slams him up against the wall and says, we did this. Me Andrew and you, it's on all of us. He tells Andrew to shut up and says, we have to get rid of it. He asks if Jonathan can teleport it out of here, but Jonathan says it's too big. Yeah. So like suddenly, right? Because that's, that's that's what you do, right? You, you dehumanize. That's what you did very quickly. Very quickly. It's like, okay, this is no longer a human. This isn't it. And it it is a problem that we need to fix and get rid of. Wow. So that happens very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's right. That's like his way of making it okay, of like coping like that. I didn't just take a human life. This isn't it. Yeah. So really, really disturbing. Warren asks Andrew if he can summon something that can devour that much. Ugh. And Andrew says, maybe a Jarvlin flesh eater, but they're hard to control. It'd go for us too. And Jonathan yells at Warren that there's a link between Warren and Katrina and Buffy will figure it out. Andrew suggests turning themselves in and Jonathan agrees, but Warren says, I'm not going to jail. And then he has an idea. We have two problems, he says, the body and the slayer. Well, what if there was a way that we could take care of them both with one big stone? Hmm. We cut to the gang at the bronze. Anya and Xander swing dancing because, you know, they're pros now. Yeah, I was trying to think of when the swing dancing was big. I said 50s. They dance yeah. like 50 swingers. You think that's that's correct? I think so. But I, I was making a joke because in the musical episode, their, right. their number was like a swing dance. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a callback to that, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and maybe they were like, hey, you know what? We actually kind of yeah, like doing that. So like, yeah. let's, uh, let's take lessons. This is our moves. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting at a table watching them, Willow says to Buffy, we're not going to have to do that at the wedding, are we? Because there's this last thread of dignity I've been desperately clinging to. Buffy asks Willow if she's doing okay, and Willow says, you know, it's easier when she's not alone. Buffy apologizes for not being around as much, and then Anya and Xander approach the table, and Anya says, come share in the joy of our groove thing. And Willow joins them, but Buffy goes to the bar, and then changes her mind and heads up to the balcony... Yeah. Spike, yeah, I don't like this. This gets weird, man. Mm-hmm. 
Spike comes up behind her and tells uh, tells her that she tries to be with them, meaning her friends, but always winds up in the dark with him. Then he pulls up her skirt and they start to do some naughty, barely hidden sex things again with dancing. the public indecency. No, no, <laughs> they're not dancing, Pat. <laughs> you sweet, innocent baby angel. <laughs> okay, okay, I get it. Yeah, they're they're dancing with their nethers. Oh boy, you really spelt it out there, didn't you? <laughs> Buffy closes her eyes, but Spike tells her to look at her friends. He says, that's not your world. You so belong raunchy. in the shadows. This is so I know. Raunchy. I'm pretty sure I stopped watching Buffy around this point and then what? like came because back a couple episodes later. <laughs> yeah. Really? Because I like, was like, this is, this is a lot. This is too adult for me. Yeah. Well, I was, this was 2002. So I was like 15, 14. Yeah. You're Don's age. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to remind me of that. <laughs> You're like a Don, basically. Listen, listen. <laughs> you don't know how difficult it was for me to watch the show, yeah. seeing a girl my age and being like, that should have been me. Yeah. That should have been my... <laughs> okay. But they had to hire Harriet the Spy over you. <laughs> yeah. What blasphemy. <sighs> Let's not talk about it. Okay. I'm still not over it. But then everybody would hate you. Could have been of my big break. Uh, <laughs> I would have been way cooler. You think so? Yeah. Okay. No, probably not. You're right. I wouldn't. I would <laughs> never have wanted you to into do a that. Corner, Sammy Joe. I wouldn't have wanted to do that to my favorite show. Yeah. So you're probably right. Okay, it was for the best. It worked out all. You know, in in the end, it worked out. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be on a bunch of lists that was like the most annoying character added to a show. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Spike says, you belong in the shadows with me. Look at your friends and tell me you don't love getting away with this. And Buffy watches her friends and he says, right under their noses. So, yeah, this scene. I have I have mixed feelings about it because, well, <laughs> not really. The scene, this particular thing is just kind of gross. But yeah, on one hand, like in general, Buffy is having what seems like some really good sexual encounters not <laughs> okay. not tied to being committed in a relation you know it, it, to being in a committed relationship all right and like i think that's okay like we shouldn't be puritanical about sex and women okay. shouldn't feel slutty for enjoying sex that isn't in a committed relationship uh-huh here comes the butt but the way it's happening the public indecency of it mm. is just very uncomfortable. Yeah. Having sex under the rugs <laughs> in Spike's house is like one thing. In the thing. crypt. Fine. Go the, for it. Just do what you got to do. But like yeah. on the balcony of the bronze watching Buffy's friends, gross. That's not okay. Strange. That's not okay. Not yeah. healthy. I'm not here to kink shame, but like it's public indecency. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's all, right. all I want to say. You got any thoughts on that? No, absolutely not. You're like, I'm staying far away yeah, from this. Let's move right on. <laughs> we cut to the next day. Xander and Willow are walking in downtown Sunnydale when they see Tara leaving the magic box. Xander excuses himself. Willow, Willow, tell, Willow tells Tara, that's a tongue twister, that she's doing better. No magic for 32 days. 
She's like, you know, in case you were checking up on me. But Tara says that she was actually looking for Buffy and asks Willow to tell Buffy that she needs to talk to her. And then Tara starts to leave. But then she turns back and says, Will, I'm glad you're doing better. So that's nice. That is nice. So the then, the, the roads of communication are slightly opened here. They're mm-hmm. going to start chatting again, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, okay. you can make a prediction about that. All right. We cue some sad, emo, grungy, kind of early 2000s alt rock. Okay, Out of This World mm-hmm. by Bush. Were you into Bush? No, I never knew Bush. Yeah, I, I only did because my sister was obsessed with them. I knew Bush beans. Yeah. Thems are some good beans. Sure. Yeah. Secret but I'm more family of a B&M, recipe. B&M kind of guy, you know? Yeah, I just don't like Boston's beans. Boston's best. In general. You don't like baked beans, Sammy Joe? Mm-mm. Why? Just not into it. Makes you toot? No, I just don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> but my uh, great uncle used to say, beans, beans, the magical fruit, the more you eat, the more you toot. So eat your beans with every meal. Wait. The more you toot, the better you feel. The, yeah. Because, wait. So have them with every meal. Yes. Okay. I mixed Something it up. Like I just forgot that line. Yeah. Beans, beans, the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. So eat your beans with every... No. no damn it. You, I did it again. The more you eat, the more you toot. Beans, beans. <laughs> Got to start from the beginning. <laughs> beans, beans, the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. The more you, the more toot, you toot, the better, the better you, you feel. feel. So eat your beans with every meal. There you go. Was that, that must've been a jingle for one of those brands. Okay. I don't know if it was an actual jingle. I think it was just like a hometown jingle that like your, your uncles would pass around. Yeah. My, my great uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's like, it was like what the uncles would do. They'd like smoke a cigar. They would, uh, uh, fish. Crack open a can of beans. And, and a can of moxie. Mm -hmm. And then. Of course. They'd say that. They'd say magical fruit jingle. Yeah. And they learned that from their uncle. Right. And so goes the world. We just keep <laughs> passing it down. Well, you know, history, there's been a much longer tradition of oral history than written. So this, right. is, how, this is how we pass down this the most important This is how we pass down the real gospels. Of... <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so Bush, not the can of beans, but the band... <laughs> <laughs> Their song "Out of This World" is playing over the scene. We cut it. It feels very '90s, like it's great, uh, even though it's technically early 2000s. We cut to Buffy walking through a graveyard at night with the song playing over it. Then we see Spike spicing up his blood. Alone, not not I walk alone. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, like around Green the same Day. time. Mm, I feel like it was a few years later. Oh, maybe right. whatever. Well, now I have to look it up. <laughs> I walk alone. Yeah. Okay. That was um, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Yep. From American Idiot album. Uh huh. Two thousand four. Two years later. Oh, hey. Fun hey. fact. Mm-hmm. I saw Green Met Day. Met Green Day. Oh. I think in two thousand four. I oh. think it was right right around that time. So they probably were debuting their new album. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw them. Unless they were, maybe they would have been at Warp Tour. I don't think so. Uh, They're probably too big for Warp Tour, huh? They were pretty big when I saw them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, anyway, Spike is spicing up his blood. His shirt is unbuttoned. Buffy he's what? approaches. Spicing up his blood? Yeah, he's spicing up his blood. He's putting that, like, root in it that he used to steal from the oh, magic box. Gross. Um, Buffy approaches his crypt, and Spike walks to his door and sensually puts his hands up against it. Buffy mm-hmm. puts her hands against the door, too, on the other side. And then Spike opens the door, but Buffy She's is gone. gone. She gone. She gone. We cut back to Buffy walking through some bushes, which is funny because Bush was just playing. Oh, yeah. Too funny. <laughs> she says to herself, don't think about the evil blood-sucking fiend. Focus on anything but the evil blood-sucking fiend. And then we hear a woman scream, and Buffy looks up to the heavens and says, thank you. Yeah. And runs towards the scream. She sees a cloaked figure chasing a woman and she tackles it, but then it and the woman disappear. Suddenly, what? the woman's crying on the ground what? and then gone again. Huh? And then Buffy hears some very lost like whispering. <laughs> Except we can actually hear what they're saying. It's a bunch <sighs> of different voices like saying, What did you do, Buffy? Oh. What did you do, Buffy? What did you do, Buffy? And then suddenly Spike is on the ground in front of her lip bloody asking, what'd you do that for? And then a cloaked demon hits her in the face as Spike fights another one by her side, his lips still bloody. He yells, Buffy! And then the demons are gone. And then Spike walks slowly towards her. She says, Spike, what's happening? And now he doesn't have a bloody lip. And he says, so you thought you could just slip away then? And then they're fighting the demons again. And the woman is on the ground. What is going on? It's crisscross applesauce. Yeah. Buffy hits Spike, then the demons are gone, and the woman cries and lays on the floor. Then three demons appear, and then they're gone, and they keep appearing and disappearing. Buffy fights one, then the woman grabs Buffy, and Buffy turns and accidentally punches the woman, and she goes rolling down the hill. Buffy runs after her as Spike takes out the demons, then he goes after Buffy, and Buffy kneels in front of Katrina, who's unmoving on the ground, and she says... She's dead. I killed her. We see someone watching from the bushes, and we cut to see Katrina alive, watching them. What is going on? I have no idea. I was so confused here. I was like, what is happening? I can't keep up with this show. (laughs) (laughs) Spike tells Buffy there's nothing they can do. They have to go, and he pulls her away and tells her it was an accident. He's going to get her home, and he will sort it out. Then we ke- we see a camera feed zoom in on Spike and Buffy, and then uh, we see Warren inside the van say, two problems, one stone. Katrina hmm. climbs into the van, and Warren says, nice job. She totally bought it. Wait, Katrina- when Spike is fighting, he throws his fist through like one of the demon guys, like through yes. his chest cavity. Yeah, through his chest cavity. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty crazy. It's pretty gross, but also kind of cool. Uh huh. I agree. <laughs> I had the same reaction. <laughs> I said gross, but that cool. was boss. <laughs> <laughs> um. So inside the van, Katrina shimmers and turns into Jonathan, and he says grimly, "Some of my best work." Andrew also, asks, "Jonathan looks pretty good with a runny guy liner." Let me just say, <laughs> I think it's a good look for him. Okay. He kind of looks like uh, Robert Pattinson, like in Batman. Oh, wow. Like, that is a real if compliment. Jonathan said, I am vengeance. I think he could be the Dark Knight. Mm, Don't you think so? Might I be think a little he could short. Be, he's more Spider Man vibes. Spider? No. No. Yeah, Spider Man's too, like, you know, nerdy. 
Nah, he's the Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those eyes. Those dark, dark Knight eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't he's see it. He's got a lot of darkness in him. I just don't see it. No. All right. No. That'll just be my spinoff episode. Yeah. Okay. Could be. That could be your Jonathan Superstar Part 2 episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then Andrew asks what happens now. And Jonathan says, well, the night's young. Got to be some more girls we could kill. And Warren says, we stick to the plan. Buffy thinks she killed Katrina. It's her problem now. We cut to Buffy tossing and turning in her bed. The voice is whispering, what did you do, Buffy? What did you do, Buffy? What did you do, Buffy? Mm, man, I hate you when you can't sleep like together. that. Yeah, because there's voices asking you what you did. Yeah, you ever have those nights? Mm, no. No, me neither. Good thing. Guess we haven't done anything. We- oh. <laughs> um, Spike gets in bed beside Buffy and they make out and then they're in Spike's crypt Buffy is on top of him Spike is in handcuffs then we cut to Buffy punching Katrina then Buffy on top of an alive Katrina and Katrina's hands are in handcuffs whoa but whoa. I mean, that's, that's dreaming you know crazy shit happens in your dreams and then yeah. Buffy says do you trust me and Katrina smiles and then we cut to Buffy and Spike in the rugs Buffy punching Katrina. Buffy pulls a stake on Spike, stabs it down, and it's suddenly Katrina. Katrina. And her eyes pop open, but now they're blue and kind of like a little bit glazed over. Hmm. And then, thankfully, Buffy wakes up. She sits on Dawn's bed. I wrote, what a crazy dream montage. This episode is confusing. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Very hard to grasp, you know? Yeah. Well, the, you know, the, the part, obviously, if you didn't get it, maybe I need to spell it out for you. No, 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 I get it. The, the part with the demons and all that, like that was obviously. Go ahead and spell it out. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Just in case for the, for the listeners, not for me. Yeah. That yeah. was obviously the trio messing with time again. Trio messaging. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I know. But also, there's more of an explanation to come. Okay. Okay. Actually, it wasn't the trio messing with time. Take that back. Oh, yeah. No, I was about to correct you. It's not, actually. Because an explanation is... Is forth, forth, forthcoming. Forth, forthcoming. For, forthwith. Forthwith. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, yeah. So then Buffy wakes up. She goes to sit sit on Dawn's bed and Dawn wakes up and Buffy tells Dawn that she loves her. Just a says, break, break of Dawn. Sorry. Says that some other things <laughs> that sound like she's going to say goodbye. <laughs> break of Dawn. <laughs> and that an accident happened with a girl in the woods and Dawn asks if she's okay. And Buffy says no. And Dawn hugs her. And Buffy says she has to go to the police. And Dawn's like, no, they'll take you away. And then Buffy's like, yeah, but that's what's the right thing to do. And Dawn's Boy, like, well, you have you're no not emotion. here anyway. You have no emotion. Your emotion retelling the scene is not matching the motion of the scene. I just want to say. Sorry. Sorry. I know. I know. You're just Normally it, it is. Normally it is. Okay. Right. I just, just I don't like Dawn. You don't like Dawn. And Dawn is sassy and angry here uh-huh. like she always is and she's like you just well it. you're never around anyway so who cares you don't like tantrum dawn no i don't no. which is all the time dawn basically 80 85 <laughs> percent dawn okay um then we cut to a police station buffy walks toward it from an alley and spike stops her forcefully throws her back into the alley and she gets back up and tells him that she has to tell what happened but Spike tells her that nothing happened. She says that she'll show them. 
as in the bot like show the police the body but spike says show them what he tells her i went back and i took care of it it doesn't matter now no one will ever find her Ooh, and also the low shot of spike in front of the police station is pretty awesome it's a great yeah shot. great shot yeah uh no one will ever find her and then off screen we hear a voice of a cop saying where'd they find her because <laughs> of course <laughs> right we cut back to the front of the police station two cops emerge and they rush toward a car and the second cop says the river she washed up half a mile from the cemetery we cut back to Spuff- spuffy spuffy <laughs> to spuffy to spike <laughs> and buffy and spike says oh balls <laughs> <laughs> oh spike Oh, Are boy. you noticing any similarities here to uh, maybe other episodes that we've seen? The only thing that uh, I was thinking of mm-hmm. was the Ted episode. Okay. Because, hear me out. Okay, accidental, I'll hear you out. Accidental death on stairs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Buffy running with police. Yeah. Okay. So that she was... Uh, she was like taken in by the police when she killed Ted, but nothing yeah. really came of that. It's just yeah. like, yeah, she's fine. Mm-hmm. You killed, you killed a man. That's fine. Well, they, I think they let her go because they, they couldn't hold her any longer. They were still in there. There was still an open investigation. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Oh, all right. Yeah. But like, you so, can't hold someone for more than what? 24, 48 hours. No idea. Unless you have, um, evidence to convict them Hmm. or they have a confession all right yeah pretty sure Hmm. interesting Mm Hmm. all right you watch a lot of that first 48 or something no i just (laughs) this this, i watch a lot of true crime them's are just street smarts patty yeah (laughs) no uh i it's just a lot of true crime stuff yeah okay Uh, yeah you're you're cold-blooded detective yeah i am yeah i should be a citizen detective yeah you should except i don't know if i can handle like you know fluids i thought about i thought about going into forensics but i was like "Mm, that's a lot of fluids that's a lot of fluids yeah you don't need i don't need need that you just want to be in a lab all day you just want to be the magnifying glass detective yeah you're like look i'll come in with the trench coat i just want to show up and say ah just a small town citizen detective <laughs> with a southern twang accent and they'll be course. like you what you're not from the south excuse me the yes I accent am. says otherwise <laughs> now be a dear and bring me some sweet tea with some molasses on top <laughs> and then i'll just be like oh <laughs> scoop the molasses out <laughs> yeah yeah you just want to be the pondering detective that's what yeah. you want to be you want to walk yeah. around and you want to ponder mm. yeah because sometimes that's as good as like real i do detective have a trench work. coat i know that's a great pondering coat it is yeah i think this is a thing i think we could start a whole new class of detectives yeah they're just called ponderers we're professional ponderers mm-hmm. and what we do is we walk the scene we ponder yeah allowed mm-hmm. and we make we a wild the right theories, questions and we just ask questions and that and the detectives can just be there just to kind of hear the ponderings so and basically get their sherlock holmes but without drugs because we're yeah. already crazy right obviously yeah, yeah. 
but we just stir it up. That's what we do. We just go in, we just stir it up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the detectives can do all the fluid work and all that. Yeah. And they do the real hardcore, like, scientific stuff. But we mm-hmm. put, we just put stuff out there. Yeah. We're just like, oh, I see that uh, his feet are by the closet. Maybe he was looking for his favorite pair of shoes. They're like, why'd you <laughs> emphasize that? And you're like, oh, for dramatic effect, of course. Mm. The detective Or like, he was trying to get back in the closet. <laughs> right. I think we have a classic in the closet, out the closet mechanism here. Wouldn't you agree, Sammy Joe? Detective I Ponderer number two? Would agree. Okay. Well, detectives. And sometimes I'm British. I think you all have enough here to work off of. <laughs> We will be like, see how do these people keep showing up? <laughs> our way out. How do they the invo- still keep getting onto our crime scenes? <laughs> Invoices in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Professional Yeah, ponderers. that's it. That's, that's it. Us. Okay. All right. Well. All right. Cool. Back to the episode. Oh, darn. <laughs> the police car speeds away and Spike tells Buffy that there's nothing to connect this to her. But Buffy says, I have to do this. Just let me go. And Spike says, I can't. I love you. And Buffy says, no, you don't. <laughs> and he, <laughs> Spike says, you think I've tried, haven't tried not yet. You think yep. I haven't tried not to. Buffy punches him, sending him flying into the garbage cans because there's Yikes. always garbage cans to fly into. Well, you got to break your fall somehow and garbage cans always there to catch you. Yeah. Put that on a bumper sticker, will you? <laughs> it's a great bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, and she tells him that this isn't his choice, that a girl is dead because of her. And Spike says, and how many people are alive because of you? How many have you saved? One dead girl doesn't tip the scale. And Buffy says, that's all it is to you, isn't it? Just another body? You can't understand why this is killing me, can you? She starts to beat the living hell out of Spike. Yeah. And he tells her, uh, he lets her, he tells her to put it all on him. She punches him. He falls to the ground. She gets on top of him, starts to cry, keeps punching him. And Does says, he kind of like this, though? Is he kind of uh, into this a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I think he probably is, definitely. Yeah. And she says, you don't have a soul. There's nothing good or clean in you. You're dead inside. You can't feel anything real. I could never be your girl. She keeps punching him as she's saying this, and Spike looks very bloody. Yeah. Definitely William the Bloody now. Yeah. One eye closed and puffy. Buffy looks at him in horror, and he says, you always hurt the one you love, pet. <laughs> oh. Buffy gets up, walks into the police station. She walks over to the desk sergeant, who's on the phone. She tries to interrupt him, but he tells her he'll be with her in a sec. Buffy starts to walk away when she hears the desk sergeant ask for an ID on the body. And then he says, Katrina Silber. And Buffy remembers who Katrina is. She puts it together. Yeah. And she says, Warren. And then leaves the police station. We cut to the gang gathered around a book at the magic shop, looking at a drawing of the demon Buffy saw in the woods. Anya, who is the new Giles, says, the Raswandi, very rare. Um, its presence in our dimension causes a sort of localized temporal disturbance. And Buffy says, so that's why time went all David Lynch? Mm, David yeah. Lynch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anybody mm. else miss Giles? Everybody misses Giles. 
But Anya's doing pretty good, you know? She's the demon fine. with a long history of demon knowledge. So She's fine. I just feel like we're missing we're missing that voice. We're missing the voice in the episode. Whenever Always. she talks about we're missing what the, the glasses the actual, coming off. Yeah. Oh, what we have here is a Swandy demon. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very rare, but uh, could have shown up from the 12th century. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah, I know. We need it. We yeah. We need it back. Good, good Giles. I, you, you. can do a Giles. You just can't do a Southern Creep. Oh, sure, I can. I'm a real Southern Creep. <laughs> that just sounds like a lady. <laughs> you want some molasses? <laughs> Why they always gotta have molasses? Because that's what they eat in the South, don't don't they? Well, I don't, don't they know. love molasses. I don't, I don't know anybody who lives in the South I'll and eats molasses. I'll get some molasses and put it on my pancakes. <laughs> they love waffles too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So Anya says, right? Human perception is based on a linear chronology. Being exposed to the Rasundi for more than a few seconds can cause vivid hallucinations and a slight tingly scalp. Willow says, so that's it. These things just made you think you killed her. So that's why all of the weird stuff was happening. All the crazy, you know, time, time jumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Xander says, she was probably dead long before you stumbled across her. Buffy says, it wasn't the demons, it was Warren. He knew Katrina. He had something to do with it. I know it. Willow says, how can you be sure? Buffy says, you always hurt the one you love. Hmm. Yeah. She assures Dawn that she isn't going anywhere, and Dawn storms off to the back room. Always storming. Always off. with a storming. Should have called her Storm. It's always darkest before the dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Buffy says, we need to find Warren and the others. Whatever they've done, they're not going to get away with it. We cut to the trio's new lair. Warren is at a computer and he says, we're going to get away with it. He points at a screen where we can see a coroner's summary report. Uh, he says, injuries consistent with a fall. The coroner's ruling it a suicide. And actually also said accidental death or suicide on the coroner's report. Hmm. What does the ponderer's report say? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I think it'd just be a bunch of random bullet points and then half drawings out of crayon. Mm-hmm. And and all the bullet points would be written Looks in like too. she was on a roll. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Perhaps she hit a rock and rolled. Mm, yeah. Signed the Ponderer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jonathan says, what about Buffy? And Warren says, well, it wasn't that hard messing her game up. If she figures it out, we'll take care of her. Andrew says, we really got away with murder. That's kind of cool. Shut and- up. Whoa. Sorry. It's not cool. That's all I want to say. No. Well, both he and Warren smile, but Jonathan does not look you know very why? uncomfortable. Because why? Jonathan is a real catch and he knows better. He's a little unsure of this whole thing. He has some dignity. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he's he's going to he is gonna turn this whole whole thing around. All right. Warren is completely okay. gone. All right. And mm-hmm. then what's the other guy's name? Andrew? Andrew. 
he might get he might be uh guilty by uh, association i think he's he's a little close to it he's a little more emotionally unbalanced i think he's weaker mm-hmm. but uh but jonathan he's gonna stand up for what's right in the end okay All right. well that that sounds like a new prediction that's hatching. I hope writing, you're writing that down. Writing okay, them good. down. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and then we cut to Buffy and Tara in the Summer's living room. Tara tells Buffy that she double-checked everything and there's nothing wrong with her. She says, but you are different. Shifting you out of from where you were, funneling your essence back into your body, it altered you on a basic molecular level. Probably just enough to confuse the sensors or whatever spikes, whatever in Spike's chip. But it's all just surfacey physical stuff. It wouldn't have any more effect than a bad sunburn. She tells her this very cheerfully, but Buffy is looking less and less comforted. Buffy tells her to check again that there has to be something wrong with her. She says, this this just can't be me. It isn't me. And she starts to cry and she says, why do I feel like this? Why do I let Spike do those things to me? And Tara says, you mean hit you? And Buffy kind of looks at her and... Tara, uh, that and other things. Tara gets it. Tara gets it. And we're going to do some lines. Okay. Uh, do you want to be... You be Tara. All right, I'll be Tara. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> um. So Buffy says, he's everything I hate. He's everything that I'm supposed to be against. But the only time that I ever feel anything is when... Don't tell anyone, please. I won't. And Buffy crying and says... The way they would look at me, I just couldn't... I won't tell anyone. I wouldn't do that. Why can't I stop? Why do I keep letting him in? Do you love him? Buffy just looks at her. It's okay if you do. He's done a lot of good, and and he does love you. And Buffy, it's okay if you don't. You're going through a really hard time, and you're... What? Using him? What's okay about that? It's not that simple. It is. It's wrong. I'm wrong. Tell me that I'm wrong, please. And Buffy starts to cry more fervently. Big tears. And she says, Mm -hmm. please don't forgive me. Please, please don't. And she slides off the coffee table that she was sitting on onto the floor, kneeling. She puts her head in Tara's lap. And Tara kind of looks uncertain, but then puts her hands, you know, kind of like starts stroking Buffy's hair and Buffy says please don't forgive me and Tara just keeps stroking her hair gently patting her head as Buffy cries yeah yikes well this took a turn huh yeah this is a big big uh emotional swing from where she was when she was in Buffy. yeah it was more like fancy fun free and now it's like deeply disturbed Mm-hmm. Well, because she was, it's it's interesting because she was like almost like she didn't want to believe that there was something wrong with her. But then the fact that there she might have come back wrong or slightly altered in some way gave her the feeling that like, okay, well, that's why I'm doing this with Spike. Like, it's not actually me. It's just whatever part of me came back wrong. Right. But so- now Tara is like, no, you're perfectly fine. And Buffy's like, no, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I so, see. Yeah. Mm, so, boy, this is complicated, huh? 
yeah. You got any thoughts? Any final thoughts? Nope. No final thoughts. Okay, well, I do. Okay, let's hear it. So I think this uh, this episode is obviously very dark, but I feel like it helps. It's like, it's a turning point for a lot of, for a few of these characters, right? So we see Buffy falling apart at the end, confused, upset about giving into her animalistic nature, kind of want, like wanting to be shamed for it. Right. And, you know, not forgiven. She wants to be punished right because of this right behavior yeah right and tara is just gonna be there to comfort and accept her right um and then we see warren take things too far and not showing remorse we see cracks forming in the trio kind of like you already identified right so like andrew andrew at the beginning of katrina's death was in shock and then at the end of this episode is saying how cool it is that they got away with murder right Jonathan went along with this plan kind of unwillingly and like clearly throughout like was not happy and ends right. up being very uncomfortable with the situation. Yeah. So I f- just feel like this is a real turning point episode. Okay. I think in the season. It's a pivot episode is what you're saying. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What nice do you think? Heel turn. Do you think that's true? I don't know. I don't know what comes after it. So That's true. <laughs> but I mean, I th- I think there's like big emotions. There's big stuff that happens. Big so emotions. Like, clearly after this, things are going to be go different. In some right? sort of direction here. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. So. But it is this whole will they, won't they thing, you know, but now it's like they've been doing it for a while and now mm-hmm. it's like. Spike okay. and Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. So. What's happening here? Well, huh? I think it's also like a will they, won't they with the trio. Like, will they actually be bad or not? Yeah. You know, like how, how I think much... there's going to be a split. There's going to be a split in that trio. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. You want some trivia? Yes, please. So Sarah Michelle Geller disliked the way her character was treated in this episode. She said, I had trouble with the one where Buffy had sex with Spike on the balcony while watching their friends. I really thought that was out of character and I didn't like what it stood for. That was the moment that I had the most problems with. Hmm. It's interesting, though, because it does present kind of a clear breaking point, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like you have to step over that line in a way to show, like, something that would make you, your character go true remorse. You yeah. Know? It's like, yeah, she wouldn't do that. And that's what's so messed up. And exactly. That's, how that's she's, what brings her to the point of being like, what is wrong with me? Right. Please, so it's please almost don't like forgive me. It is wrong, but it also kind of works for the arc. Yeah, way, I, I, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. So the, uh, the episode's writer, Stephen S. Knight says, I totally understand why that part made Geller uncomfortable. I wish that I could say it was my idea, but it's something Joss Whedon had in the back of his head for a year. It just so happened that it happened in my episode. Um, and despite Sarah Michelle Geller's reservations, D. Knight actually lists this episode as his personal favorite He says, sometimes you have an episode where everybody shows up. The actors are spot on. The direction is great. The editing, the music, etc. That was just one of those episodes where everything came together. It had humor at the beginning. And then it had that great twist where the trio accidentally killed Katrina. And then it went, then it got dark, 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 
dark. We really wanted to highlight how unhappy Buffy was with herself and really show why she was mistreating Spike because she hated herself. Hmm. Um, so yeah, kind of just more stuff we've already talked about. Yeah, so there you go. I asked you if you felt like this episode felt like any other episodes. Yeah. Um, and that's because to me, and this is also in the trivia, it has a lot of parallels to season three, episode 15 consequences. Mm-hmm. So this is the episode right after Faith kills the deputy mayor by accident. Oh, yeah. So Spike's admission of how he went back and took care of it is exactly what Faith told Buffy about the death of the deputy mayor. She killed the deputy, but she did not shoot the sheriff. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and that's likely another reason Buffy was so upset with Spike. Um, And interestingly, both attempts failed and the victims were recovered from bodies of water. Oh, right. So... Yeah, they found both in bodies of water. Hmm. When Buffy confronted Faith about killing the deputy mayor, Faith responded by saying, how many people do you think we've saved by now? Thousands? And didn't you stop the world from ending? Because in my book, that puts you and me in the plus column. And when, so same thing, right? When Buffy goes to turn herself in, Spike says, how many people are alive because of you? One girl, you know, one dead girl doesn't tip the scale. Yeah. And Faith said after Buffy slapped her in that episode, she says, she said, there's my girl, which was the same answer that Spike had when Buffy attacked him. He said, there's my girl. I just had a girl. messed up thought. Yeah. Just as you're talking through all that. Mm-hmm. What if the world worked that if you did save somebody's life, you got it, like, you got it on your record? So you were like a plus one mm-hmm. kind of soul, you know? Yeah. And it was like this currency. Like, like in the balancing of the scales saved? in the afterlife. Well, Yeah. But also just like law enforcement in general. So like if you if okay. you have like a plus three life and mm-hmm. you take somebody out, that's you're just okay. like, ah, that's fine because... You're still plus you get, two. Yeah, you're still plus two. So you're all right. It's pretty that's messed up, crazy. right? It's pretty messed up. <laughs> I, I know that's not the world that we need or anything. Well, I'm just saying. If somebody kind of... wants to write a book, you know, dystopian future or something, I think that's a good one. Well, I think that's something that Lost, whether they mean to or not, is kind of exploring, right? And like kind of what I've been asking, because I'm like, who gets to decide who's worthy of being on the island and who's not? Why did Ben... They do a lot of killing there. Right. Like, why do the others or, you know, the the hostiles or whatever they want to refer to them as, like, why do they not deserve to be there, but the Dharma Initiative does? Right. So it's kind of an interesting question about like, how do you value human life? Yeah. Do you value the person, you know, so the person, if you save people who are good people because they've also saved other people's lives, but you kill someone who is bad because they've killed other people. Yeah. Is that okay? You know, know, like Dexter, right, is a vigilante. He's a serial killer who kills people, but he kills bad people. Uh huh. But who gets to decide that? Yeah. It's a very interesting moral question. It is. It is. I think the smoke monster gets to decide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, another kind of similar um, faith uh, parallel is when Faith and Buffy are battling each other in 
when they're switched bodies in uh, season four, episode 16, Who Are You? Faith Mm -hmm. in Buffy's body starts attacking Buffy in Faith's body, seeing herself and she finally comes out of denial and she keeps attacking her saying, you're nothing, disgusting, murderous bitch, you're nothing, you're disgusting. And that's kind of happening here when Buffy is attacking Spike and saying, there's nothing good or clean in you, you're dead inside. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that. So maybe, yeah, Buffy has absorbed a lot of this stuff from from Faith. Right. Or just, it's also, you know, let me just say, that's bad screenwriting when you have to make the character scream out what their emotions are. What? Yeah. I don't think that's true. I think it's true. I think it'd be more powerful if she just beat on him. She didn't have to say anything. But I don't know that that is human nature. I think a lot of times, I mean, I I think it depends on the person, but I think a lot of times it is human nature to scream out your emotions. Yeah. Maybe. I'm kind of the the strong, silent type, you know? Yeah, well, I also don't think you'd be wailing on anybody. What? (laughs) What But Spike did say, you know, (sighs) when when Buffy is like, can't you, like, you really don't know, like, why this upsets me or something and he's like tell me so that's what she does she beats the living shit out of him and she's telling him this is why yeah so yeah okay all right last piece of trivia in the uh at the end scene when buffy reveals to tara that she's been sleeping with spike um buffy was scripted to lament how hard it is to lie to everyone about who she's sleeping with and tara responds with sweetie i'm a fag i've been there and dailies reveal that the lines were filmed but cut in editing. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think she should have said I'm a fag. I also think that's out of character for Tara. I would think she would say I'm gay. Yeah, that's like, true. I'm yeah, gay. That's very out there. of character for her. <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't say that. No. So, yeah. like that just seems like someone like you know someone who's like a little bit sassier and got a little bit more attitude and uh-huh abrasiveness would say and that's not terror right so yeah that's it okay. that's all the trivia all right good trivia well i think it's that time sammy joe let's get get in, in to lost to lost This is Lost Season 5, Episode 12. This one is titled, Dead is Dead. Dead is Dead. Very similar to whatever happens, happens. Yeah. <laughs> They're just going to start repeating themselves. They're Was like, Jack writing uh, these titles? Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> dead is dead. <laughs> oh, that's deep. Yeah. Original deep. air date. Yeah, six feet deep. April 8th, 2009. This one's written by Brian K. Vaughn uh, and Elizabeth Sarnoff, and directed by Stephen Williams. Your predictions. Uh, my predictions. Ben remembers being shot by Saeed, which is why he made Saeed kill for him as what I call, referred to as Benance. That's good. Ellie is Eloise Hawking. The blonde woman who escorted Faraday to the bomb was Ellie slash Eloise faraday's mom so he knew he was talking to a young version of his mother because they mentioned they're like you didn't tell ellie and i was like oh i'm putting it together and that's who right. ellie is right 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 okay that's it all right good predictions 
So this episode starts off with a man riding horseback through the jungle. Yeah, so I was like, oh, great. What time are we in now? We got horses? (laughs) No, no, it's not too bad. Uh, Into a jungle to a tent encampment of the others. And he makes his way to Richard Alpert. I mean, it could be any time, really, if Richard Alpert is there. That's true. Because he doesn't age. You know, this could be BC. Who Mm -hmm. knows? (laughs) He questions Richard Alpert about bringing Ben to the temple. And Richard says, Jacob wanted it done. The island chooses who the island chooses. You know Who's that. Who's Jacob? <laughs> we still don't have an answer on who Jacob is. And the man says, yes, yes, of course. What's his name? And the man enters the tent and sidles up to young Ben, who is awake in bed. And the man tells him about how he's injured and that they are going to take care of him, meaning Ben. Mm-hmm. Ben tries to get up, saying, he doesn't want to go back to his dad. He wants to stay and become an other. And... <laughs> This man says, just because you're living with them doesn't mean you can't be one of us. You should be dead, Benjamin. But the island, it saved your life. Uh, no, Juliet, Kate, and Sawyer saved his life. <laughs> the but... island, Sammy Joe, is the mm. island. Yeah, the island the would not have island. saved him if he just laid there. The will of the island saved him, Sammy Joe. Also, he sent the minions. Also, Jin saved his life. And the island. Mm-hmm. Young Ben says, who are you? And the man says, I'm Charles. Charles Widmore. Flash cut to Ben Linus waking up by Locke, by his wed- by his website, wed- by his bedside. <laughs> and he says, welcome back to the land of the living. We've seen that shot yep. before. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do some Locke Ben lines. How about that, Ooh, Sammy Joe? Okay. All right. You're going to be Locke and I'm going to be Ben. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hello, Ben. Well, okay, you already said this, but (laughs) welcome back to the land of the living. My God, you're alive. Yes, I am. I knew it. I knew that this would happen. Then why are you so surprised to see me? Because it's one thing to believe it, John. It's another thing to see it. Then why were you trying to run away to the main island? I broke the rules, John. I came back to the island. I was going to answer for what I had done. I was going back to be judged. Judged? By whom? Well, John. (laughs) (laughs) We don't even have a word for it, but I believe you call it the monster. Don't they call it the smoke monster? I don't know if they've ever called it that. Is that, that's just what we call it? I think that's just like what the fans call it. Okay. Yeah. I think they, they don't know how to name it. They're like, the thing, there's something that happens, scary. I like, it seems pretty obvious that you should just call it a smoke monster. Yeah. It's made of smoke and it's monstery. Yeah. We don't have a word for it. Okay. Stop being mysterious. Mm -hmm. It looks like smoke and it's a monster. It's not that hard. Okay. Who let these two new uh, survivors into the tent? <clears throat> we'll just be here for a minute. We're just pondering a few things, but uh, smoke monster—that's what you're searching for. You're looking mm-hmm. for a smoke you're welcome. monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we'll take our leave now. 
We'll be outside. We'll be outside. We're going to be rifling through. In case you uh, need more peop- more uh, names of things, yeah, we'll give you that. more names of things. If you need something named on the island that might be mysterious or not, you know, things as it. easy as a smoke or a monster, a smoke monster. It's pretty but easy anyways, to me. Yeah. Uh, we'll Seems be going through the uh, uh, drink cart that we found on the plane. Um, we're trying to break open the bottom uh, drawer, which has the cans of Sprite in them. Yeah. It's jammed. So once we get in, we'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you're going to have to until pay us. then. You're going to have to pay us with conch shells. That's our form of currency that we've created here on the island. Mm-hmm. We just figured we might as well have some sort of currency. Just you know. seems fair. Yeah. If we're doing goods and trades. Okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see our way out now. This has been, this has been a good talk, I think. Do guys. you have a screwdriver by any chance? Yeah. It can or help us out. Do you have a hammer, a mallet, rubber mallet, actually? Because no. we could probably use the drawer for something else in the end. I, I think they've moved on. Else. I think they've moved on. I think we should yeah, probably they, go. They're not looking at us anymore. No. Okay. Let's just, okay. Let's just get out. All right. We'll, we'll just... be outside. Let's, we'll catch you later. Brent, Brent. Is that his name? Brent? Yeah. I think that Brent. one's Brent. Yeah. Brent, Jim, and Brent. Brent. I'm pretty <laughs> Definitely sure it's Brent. Definitely that's it. We'll see yeah. you later. Okay. See ya. Bye, Brent. See ya. See you, Brent. Uh, okay. He looked at us for a second. <laughs> cool cool we're in we're in <laughs> oh i love All right. anyways we, we get the music sting and the lost title this was a good opening i felt yeah sure i felt like it was classic lost mm-hmm. vibes you know not we're really talking about not the monster really. <laughs> what uh, uh, come on uh, uh, we don't have it's... a word for it but i believe you call it the monster <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> lost title it's like what? <laughs> come, come on. on that's good it's good stuff okay it got we me. know what that is in it's the moment not, it got it's not me mysterious. i was like it's not mysterious Smoke monster got me it's very obvious what that all is right. all right maybe you didn't feel it like i felt. I didn't it. feel it all right on the beach a new crew of crashed peoples i want to say potatoes Crash potatoes, <laughs> like you couch potatoes. P- crash potatoes—they're the best. It's I've you, eaten smashed potatoes. You take a bunch of potatoes, you you lightly boil them, and then you put them into a pillowcase and you smash them on the wall, and we call them crash potatoes. I <laughs> know uh, you have to fly planes into them. Yeah, what? You got to fly planes into them. Or you just drive your geo prism into them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sure specifically and, geoprism and you peel them out of the grill crash <laughs> potatoes <laughs> they're all in perfect little octagons <laughs> yeah that sounds good yeah all right anyways new crew of crash peoples move some stuff and wreckage around and creep ben comes out he comes by and he's asking them if they need a hand but oh, they don't he's being so cheery and helpful yeah he's just hanging out you know he's being cool Looks like he's going fishing or something. Mm-hmm. And he smiles and says, okay, have a great day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. what a creep. creep. Then a man comes over, Caesar, and he asked how Ben is doing and what he makes of this mysterious John Locke guy who's just like, John Locke's doing his John Locke thing. is just kind of looking looking out into the water with yeah. his feet in the water. Checking just things out. Fancy free, just kind of pondering life, you know? <laughs> He's just kind yeah, of like not him. at all being concerned that Ben might be trying to undermine him at every no, step. No, he's just kind of like, look, I'm alive again. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Ben says to Caesar, he says, I'm not sure. What has he told you? 
And Caesar says, when you were out cold, he was watching over you. And he said, you killed him. And Ben says, I killed him. Really? Because he looks fine to me. You know, I don't really remember him from the plane, do you? And Caesar says, no, I don't. And Ben says, what if he was already here before we crashed? If he thinks I killed him, then he's insane. We may be dealing with a man who's dangerously deranged. Then the question is, what are we going to do about it? And Caesar says, don't worry, my friend. And Caesar brandishes his sawed-off shoddy in his pants, saying he has Ben's back. He's like, you and me, we're bros, and I got this big old gun. I'm going to protect you, bro. And they shake hands, and Caesar waltzes off, and Ben drinks his water like a creep. Sowing some seeds of discord. Oh, yeah, he's the best at that. Cut back to young Ben Linus. But a young young adult Ben Linus with Ethan. I think it looks good. Bad. It reminds me. I kind of like it. It reminds me of Paul Rubens in Buffy. Oh yeah, a little bit. You don't like it? I think it looks good. No, I think it looks so bad. If it's supposed to be him in his twenties, this is not convincing. I don't know why they insist on being like, oh, hey, change the hair. All we got to do is slap some different hair on them. Just put a little bit more hair. How much of a budget do they have? And that's what they decide to do. They don't take away any wrinkles or anything. They're just like boop wig. Youth equals more hair. That's it. That's it. Ugh. Yeah. So So at night. Ben approaches a beach campsite that's like, yeah, with a gun, and he enters a tent, and a baby starts crying, and a French woman, Danielle, wakes Mm. up and tries to grab her rifle. So this is a younger Danielle with the baby. Yeah. Newly babied. Newly babied. Then Ben creepily goes over to the crying baby and takes the baby, Alex. And Ben says, do you want your baby to live? And Rousseau says, why, why are you taking her? And Rousseau attempts to get up, but Ben fires a warning shot with his gun. And Alex starts crying. And he says, be grateful you're still alive. Now you listen to me. If you try to follow me, or if you ever come looking for me, I'll kill you. And if you want your child to live, every time you hear whispers, you run the other way. And Ben leaves the tent, and oh, Rousseau cries. Yeah. Cut back to Ben inside an office, rifling through a desk, and he finds a photo of him and Alex. And John Locke shows up and asks him, "What? what's that? And Ben's like, just something sentimental. And Locke walks through the room. He waltzes through the room, mentioning how this office used to be Ben's, but seems to be a little corporate for him. Then Locke says he wants to talk about the elephant in the room. And Ben says... Which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> I assume you're referring to the fact that I killed you. And Locke's like, yeah. And Ben says, it was the only way to get you back to the island, along with as many of those who left as possible. You do remember, John. That's why you left in the first place, to convince them to come back. But you failed. And the only way to bring them together was by your death. And you understood that. That's why you were about to kill yourself when I stopped you come together over his death jack's the only one who felt bad about it (laughs) and went to his funeral everybody else was just like whatever and i feel like it was more the letter that did it yeah got me (laughs) Mm -hmm. Locke asks why he didn't just let him die then because he's gonna commit suicide anyways and ben says 
You had critical information that would have died with you. And once you'd given it to me, well, I just didn't have time to talk you back into hanging yourself. So I took a shortcut. And look at you, John. I was right. You're here. You're back. So are the rest of them. I don't know where yet exactly, but they came. It worked. And that's why I did it. Because it was in the best interests of the island. And then he Again, takes off his how do you know what the best interest of the island is? How do you know <laughs> and not anybody else? Yeah, he's just, you know, he's on a whim. On a, on a, on a, what? Uh, on a something and a prayer? What is it? Wing. On a wing. A wing and a and prayer. A pr- on a wing and a prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And Locke says he was, he was just hoping for an apology. And that he decided to help him to be judged. Mm, yeah, I'm okay with uh, helping you get judged. Mm-hmm. Here, Locks I'll is... judge you right now. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> he bangs a, takes out like a... A gavel? Yeah. A gavel made of uh, 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 coconut and twigs? Yep. Yeah. And he says, I'm here to judge you. You're bad. You're bad. You will be put in the bear cages, and you have to feed only on the biscuits for thirty days. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is final. Then additional sixty days, and then additional hundred. And that is your penance. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Good day. All sales are final. Uh, this case is closed. Clock, clock. And Locke says, if everything you've done has been in the best interest of the land, and he moves closer to Ben, then I'm sure the monster will understand. Let's go. Mm. Mm. On the beach, Ben and Locke uncover the boat, and Caesar and his crew show up, Bad Boys Club number three, and they question what they're doing. And Ben squeaks, saying he doesn't have a choice in the matter. And Caesar puts his foot down and says he's calling the shots here now, bud. And Caesar starts to stand up to Locke as Locke pushes back. And then as Caesar reaches for a shotgun, Ben has it. And he says, you looking for this? Oh, wait. He also, (laughs) uh, Caesar keeps saying friend. Yeah, friend. And then Locke says, you're in the habit of calling people friend, but I don't think you mean it. Which reminds me of, (laughs) which reminded me of the Princess Bride. Uh, when um uh what's his name Vizic he keeps saying inconceivable inconceivable yeah and then um Andre the Giant is like you keep saying that word I do not think it means what you think it means <laughs> yeah do you ever see Princess Bride I do I'm not a big fan of it no. Well, no, it's I feel like it was overhyped. Silly, silly fantasy. So I and get I it. saw it and I was like, eh, I don't know. I might have saw it saw it too late. I remember seeing it in like seventh grade though. I feel like that's not too late. Mm, I, I just definitely, wasn't into it. I definitely saw it uh, when I was pretty young. Vizzini. Yeah. I always, Vizzini. I sometimes merge Vizzini and Fezic. Fezic was Andre the Giant. Oh, okay. Vizzini was Wallace Shawn, the short guy. Gotcha. Sometimes I merge their two names and it becomes Vizic. Yeah. But. So anyways. Anyways. Ben took his shotgun, Caesar's little handy shotgun there. Oh. And he says, you looking for this? And he fires blowing Caesar away. Oh, Caesar bites it. 
Yeah, Caesar bites it. Struck square in the chest. Caesar flies backwards with a grunt. And then Ben turns (laughs) the gun on the other three men. And he says, this this gentleman and I are taking the boat. Does anyone else have a problem with that? Stunned, the other three men shake their heads and back away. And Ben throws the shotgun to Locke, who catches it. He's like, here you go, bad boy. Now we're the bad boy club. Oh, yeah. Ben actually has a bad, bad... uh, uh, sorry. He has a yeah. Uh, he has a tough talk you, line. Okay. <laughs> and he says, "Consider that my apology." Oh shit! Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> ben and Locke row into the harbor and dock. And Ben mentions how the other boat belongs to Sun and Lapidus, and how she smacked him with an oar. And he also mentions yep, that some someone it. else, someone else hurt his arm though. Boo boos from everyone, from mm-hmm. all corners now listen says "Hmm." how come they're not talking about the other time that ben tried to kill Locke? yeah when he shot him yeah in the the pit of dharma bodies yeah pit of dharma bodies what the hell i think he's gonna need to do a lot more with this guy no i would not either the track record you know you know what they say sammy joe fool fool me once shame on you shame on fool me Fool me again. And Shame on me. Look, the point is, you ain't gonna fool me again, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Third time's a, a fool. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Locke says, you just make friends everywhere you go, don't you? And Ben says, well, I found sometimes that friends can be significantly more dangerous than enemies, John. Oh. And Locke says, is that why you shot an unarmed man in the chest? He's like, are you talking about me? Mm. Or are you talking about mm? Caesar, who you just shot? Multiple because times. You also shot, shot me. On, on our, actually, and it's going to happen a third time this episode. Yeah. Well, second time this episode, but. Yeah. Third time. Third time charm. That we're talking about. Ben says. Spoiler alert. The man was unarmed because I'd stolen his gun. The gun he was going to use to kill you. Right, but then he didn't happen. have then he didn't have it, and you did, so you didn't need to shoot him. Yeah, this is but that's Ben, ben logic. logic. <laughs> Locke says, "No sense in me dying twice, right?" And Ben says, "You're welcome." And they head up the dock. Locke says, "We're going to your old house, aren't we?" And Ben says, "Yes, it's the only place I can summon it. The monster. Once it arrives, I'll either be forgiven." or I won't. And Locke says he thinks he will be judged for killing his daughter, and Ben's eyes are dead. In the jungle at night, the others have supper, and Ben arrives back with baby Alex, saying he had a complication. So this is flashback now. And he didn't kill the lady, and Charles Widmore says he should kill the baby. But and Ben now refuses. now this is older Charles Widmore. Yeah. Ben refuses. He says, is killing the baby what Jacob wants? They didn't and put more hair on him. Ben says, then th- then there sh- then here she is. And Ben holds her out to Widmore as Alex cries. And he says, you do it. And Widmore scoffs and he backs down and then he walks away. And we flash cut to broken down Dharma town at night. And Locke asks Ben about why they moved into the Dharma houses as the others. They then talk about what the island wants. Then, music sting. We see a light that turns on behind them in a house. Hmm. 
which happens to be Alex's old room. And Locke tells him he should go check it out. Ben creeps into the house slowly, and he heads into the room. It's very tense, and he opens the door to reveal Sun. And then Lapidus comes around the corner, and Sun shows Ben the photo from 1977 of the Dharma Initiative, including the Losties. Mm. Lapidus says, we met some crazy old man outside. <laughs> and yeah, Sun I wrote that says, line down. <laughs> son says he said his name was christian he told us to come in here and wait and ben says wait for what and son says he said if i ever wanted to see my husband again i had to wait here for john locke and lapita says but considering he's dead we ain't holding our breath and ben says well you might want to look outside i think it was at this point that i wrote my note this episode is killing me what (laughs) i was kind of enjoying it not enjoying it son looks out the window (laughs) and he sees john locke who waves he's like howdy (laughs) hey old friends hey old friends i'm I'm just out here in the moonlight you thought i was dead but you can't look who's back inside son talks with john locke and they all talk about how this all seems impossible lapidus wants to go back to the plane and fix the radio for help so Sun asks if if Locke might be able to find Jin. And Locke says he might have some ideas. Oh. And at some point, Frank says, as long as the dead guy says there's a reason, I guess everything's peachy. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I really like Frank. Frank's the man. Because he's yeah. like, this is crazy. You're all crazy. Yeah, he leaves. He just sods off. He's like, yeah. I'm out of here. I'm he's seen here. enough of this. Yep, yep, I don't need this. Before they can find Jin, though, Ben has something to do, he says. Ben opens the bookcase door and he heads through this awesome hidden maze to reveal this door. He's going to go do some chim chimney. Yeah. To this hidden temple thingy. And Ben crawls through the hidden temple. And this is awesome stuff. He comes to a puddle. Okay. He reaches his hand in the puddle. So mysterious, Sammy Joe. I'm like, what's in the puddle? He just lets out a drain. And then he unplugs something. And then all the water drains out. And he says, I'll be outside. And then he leaves. Now listen. Okay, last time he did this, he had soot all over him. Right. He wasn't wet. Uh Uh-huh. What the hell? Yeah, is this the same? This is the same uh, hallway, right? Well, he wanted to, yeah, he wanted to call the smoke monster. Yeah. Okay. This isn't what he did last time. Last time he had soot all over him. That's why we said he went to do Chim Chimney. Right, yeah, but it's different now. Now now it's mud puddle, okay? Flashback to younger Ben pushing Alex on a swing, and Albert tells Ben this that Charles- This here is also stupid. Charles is being led f- away from the island, and Ben goes to see Charles Widmore, and we're going to do some more lines, Sammy Joe. Okay. You be Widmore, and I'll be Ben. Charles- and then the guards stop. He turns around. I came to say goodbye. <laughs> no, you didn't. You came to gloat. No, don't act as if I wanted this. You brought this on yourself. Are you quite certain you want to do this, Benjamin? You left the island regularly. You had a daughter with an outsider. You broke the rules, Charles. Okay, yeah. Uh, How come some people can leave and come back so easily and then suddenly they're not able to go back? I don't know. 
And what makes you think you deserve to take what's mine? Because I won't be selfish. Because I'll sacrifice anything to protect this island. You wouldn't sacrifice Alex. You're the one who wanted her dead, Charles, not the island. I hope you're right, Benjamin. Because if you aren't, and it is the island that wants her dead, she'll be dead. And one day, you'll be standing where I'm standing now. You'll be the one being banished. And then you'll finally realize that you cannot fight the inevitable. I'll be seeing you, boy. Oh, oh calls him boy. <clears throat> yeah. And they stare each other down, and we whoosh, cut back to broken down Dharma Town. Sun is on the porch, and Ben walks out looking for John Locke. And Sun mentions Jack lied about Locke being dead. But Ben gets adamant saying he uh, was definitely dead, okay? <laughs> he knows for sure, okay? Okay. <laughs> I think I might know. Mm, I'm the one who killed him. <laughs> Read between the lines. He's dead. He was dead. <laughs> okay. I definitely felt the life leave his uh, body. <laughs> I might have said too much. Through my hands. <laughs> Son says, so you knew this would happen to Locke if we brought him back here? And Ben says, son, I had no idea it would happen. I've seen this island do miraculous things. I've seen it heal the sick, but never once has it done anything like this. Dead is dead. Huh? What about Christian Shepherd? You don't get to come back from that, not even here. So the fact that John Locke is walking around this island scares the living hell out of me. And then there's a rustling nearby in the jungle. And Ben tells Sun that she may want to go back inside because, you know, smoke monster stuff. Yeah. And then Locke pops out of the jungle. He's probably just taking a pee-pee or something. Yeah, he's like, hey, guys. Hey, guys. I was just in the jungle. Hey, brother. Hey, friends. And he says, uh, so they talk about how the smoke monster hasn't showed up yet. And Ben mentions he knows how to summon it, but he doesn't know where to find it. And Locke says, well... It's not going to come to us, then. I suppose we'll have to go to it. And Ben yeah, says, it doesn't work so. that way. Sure. I only know how to summon it. I don't know where it actually is. And Locke says, Well, you obviously don't know how to summon it if it's not here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does not seem like a reliable method. And also, you didn't do any chim chimney. There's no soot all over you. So I don't think you did it right. Yeah, you didn't do the smoke dance either. Which I'm pretty sure would get it to come. Yeah. Yeah. Inside, but Sun... no, let's go on yet another adventure that's let's completely go walk the pointless. Inside, Sun and Locke hang out, and Locke addresses the weirdness of Locke being alive again, but he assures her that he's the same man he's ever been. Then him and Ben head out. I would hate to be alone in that house. <laughs> yeah. Town by myself. Because I thought they were leaving Sun alone in that house mm -hmm. but they take her with her so it's yeah. no big deal cut uh to off the island ben makes a phone call to charles widmore saying he's going to kill his daughter he's looking at her right now in her boat now and widmore says don't you dare and ben says goodbye charles and the line disconnects and ben shuts his cell phone so I wrote, no, Ben, don't you take away Desmond's happiness. Penny isn't just Widmore's daughter. She's someone's wife and mother now. I know. It's not, it's not an even trade with Alex. It's definitely not. And also, I miss flip phones for this very reason of hanging up on people by flipping oh, yeah. it closed. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. 
back like, on the just, island. Just pressing just doesn't do the same thing. Especially when it's a touch screen. Yeah. It's like you just have to tap it with your finger pad. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Who are we kidding, though? We don't make phone calls anymore. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> so old school. Yeah. I like to be old school. Back on the island, Locke and Ben walk together. Classic lost, Sammy Joe. A lock and walk and talk. Am I right? Mm. Locke says I'm rolling my eyes really big you don't like this do you and Ben says no what and they all stop and Locke says having to ask questions that you don't know the answers to blindly following someone in the hopes that they'll lead you to whatever it is you're looking for Ben says no John I don't like it at all and Locke says well now you know what it's like to be me and then Sun is there Mm. which is good because I thought she was alone And they continue on to find a wall covered in vines. And Ben says, it's the wall around our temple. And Sun says, what temple? And Ben says, about half a mile from here, we built a wall to keep people like the two of you from ever seeing it. And Locke says, we're not going into your temple, Ben. And Locke looks down into a hole and he says, we're going under it. Yeah. So at this (laughs) point, I was like, oh, okay. That's definitely not the same cabin that we saw yeah. before. Yeah. And then Ben turns to Sun and says, I need to ask a favor of you, Sun. If you can ever get off this island, find Desmond Hume for me. Tell him I said I was sorry. And Sun says, sorry for what? And Ben says, oh, he'll know. And Ben enters the hole in the ground. He's going spelunking. Cut back to the docks where Creep Ben walks the docks eyeing Penny in her boat. And he starts to reach for something in his jacket when Desmond, who's getting groceries out of a car, stops him saying, Hey, what are you doing? And Ben whips around and shoots Desmond. No! And Penny comes to the docks. Then then I was like, okay, he must not actually be dead if he was telling Son to find Desmond and apologize. I don't know. Ben says... Don't move. Not another word. Hello, Penelope. My name is Benjamin Linus. I'm sorry that you're caught up in the middle of this thing, but your father. And Penny says, my father and I have absolutely no relationship whatsoever. So whatever. And he says, your father is really terrible human being. He's responsible for the killing of my daughter. That's why I'm here. And then Penny and Desmond's son, Charlie, comes out calling for his mom from the yacht. And Penny yells for him to go back into the boat. And then Desmond, still alive, attacks Ben and knocks the gun away. And they're both grunting and rolling was, around. Ben was like, you know, he was like, oh. He was yeah. definitely having a moment of not Ruh-roh. being able not being able to do it at this point. A little gun shy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Desmond beats Ben, knocking gun away, throwing Ben into the harbor. Yeah. And Ben is shown underwater, bleeding from his nose. And we cut to the ocean on the beach. Lapidus is back to the new crash site. And a rando comes running up saying that they found guns. Lapidus goes to investigate the commotion. And a woman spins around with a gun and she asks him, What lies in the shadow of the statue? When Frank can't answer this, she knocks him out. And then tells her minions to tie him up. And that he's coming with them. Cut to Locke and Ben with torches. Yeah, baby, torch time. So I figure the this is when they took the boat and then 
they shoot at Sawyer and the others, or Will, right in that when they're flashing. Oh, that's kind of okay. what I was thinking. All right, that makes sense. Uh, so we cut to Lock and Ben with torches, walking through the temple tunnels like Indiana under the Jones. ground. Yeah, this is great. Don't you love torch time, Sammy Joe? No, this I is love torture torch time. time. Is what it is. <laughs> This is great. Ben confesses to John Locke saying he did call Alex and that he has to answer for that. Oh, sorry. He did kill Alex and that he has to answer for that. Uh, and he says, I appreciate you showing me the way, but I think I can take it from here. And Locke says, you got it. And Ben says, I'll meet you outside if I live. Ah! And then he falls through a stone floor. Oh, I'm very badly injured. <laughs> I think my leg is broken. <laughs> Number two. Reminded me of that scene again. Ben falls into a chamber below lit only by the light of his torch. And Ben grunts as he lays on the stone floor of the chamber. And Locke looks down into the hole and yells down that he's going to find some help. And Ben says, wait, as there's a mysterious whooshing sound. And he gets to his feet with his torch. And he looks around with his temple, uh, around this temple cavern, and investigates all these hieroglyphics on the walls. And then he finds etching of what looks to be a drawing of a smoke monster. Yeah, well, it's, it's like standing next to what looks like Anubis. Yeah. Who is the um, Egyptian god of funerary funerary rites mm-hmm. protector of graves and guide to the underworld oh interesting mm-hmm. okay then below this etching there's this like graded stone it's like a vent yeah you know and then we start hearing a skittering smoke monster oh and they show like some symbols on like a column and it looks like the same symbols from the hatch right yeah, it's that kind of that hero hi- swan, glyphic swan, swan station. Swan? Yeah, that was the one where they had to keep putting the numbers in, right? Right. Yeah, kind of looked like that. Remember when it went bad hieroglyphs? Right. What do we call it? Rocket, rocket, bad rocket. time, something. Yeah, <laughs> something. I totally rocket forget. bird time, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Uh, yeah, monster. This smoke monster starts skittering, and the sounds gradually get louder and then the smoke begins to billow out of this grate and the, and the smoke CGI surrounds. is kind of bad. I thought it's gotten better though. <sighs> and, and the smoke goes around Ben's feet and it surrounds his whole body and then scenes of Ben's and Alex's relationship and life are shown to Ben all around him. And then the smoke monster suddenly clears up. <laughs> And then disappears. And then his torch comes back on. And then Alex shows up behind him. She says, Daddy? And then Ben turns around and he says, Oh, Alex, I'm so, so sorry. It was all my fault. And she says, I know. And then suddenly Alex she grabs walks Ben. To- she walks towards him real creepy at first, though. Yeah, it was creepy. And then, yeah, then she grabs him. She grabs him by the collar and forces him against the pillar. And she says, Crossover. Listen to me, you bastard. I know that you're already planning to kill John again. And I want you to know that if you so much as touch him, I will hunt you down and destroy you. 
You will listen to every word John Locke says, and you will follow his every order. Do you understand? Ooh, he and don't Ben like nods, fear-stricken. And Alex says, say it. Say you'll follow him. And he says, yes, I will. I'll follow him, I swear. And then Alex disappears. John Locke then starts to feed a vine down the hole as a dazed Ben comes walking up, holding his torch. And Ben looks up from the chamber below. And Locke says, what happened? And Ben says, it let me live. Boom. Lost title. Wowzers. Oh, wow. Man. There My we go. My last note is didn't care about any of that. What? None of that worked for you? Nope, None of that. Don't care. This episode was kind of speaking to me a little bit, Sammy Joe. Really? Oh. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it was better than some other ones. It wasn't this terrible. Is, I feel but like this is just... a step up from a lot of the. It's, but it was like, okay, we have to go on another side journey, and we're yeah. not going to answer any more questions. We're just going to bring up more. It's just the same, just the same. It's not moving. But the don't story you like kind of seeing the smoke where the smoke monster comes no, out of the grate? I don't care. It's kind of cool, yeah. I don't care. Okay. Sorry. All right. Wasn't it cool when the smoke went around him and then you got to see all the Alex was the music All the scenes there? that they already showed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a recap of their mm. life. Didn't it kind of like, you know, nope. touch you in a way? Like, oh, it didn't. life. It didn't. No? Okay. All right. You want some trivia? Yeah. So Ben's house was in the same state it was in the last time he was inside when the mercenaries attacked, including the oh. Risk game Locke, Sawyer, and Hurley were playing left out on the table. Oh. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Apart from the video game Lost via Domus, which we got to play at some point, mm. this is the first time we see the monster in an underground confined area. Usually oh. it's out in the jungle, you know? What did that video game come out like in between, like it before did. this season? Yeah, yep, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. For the third time in the series, only two of the original fourteen main cast members appear: Sun and Locke. Yeah. Everybody else, not there. Ain't there. Yep. Because we're just giving you more and more people to not give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Saeed Tugmawi, who plays Caesar, was at one point meant to be a main cast member this season, but he makes his final appearance in this episode when his character is killed by Ben. Okay. <laughs> why did they not why did they decide not I don't to know. keep him? They just wrote him off. They're like, yeah, we don't need him. He seemed okay. End. He seemed like he could have gone somewhere. Yeah, that's character. the same thing though they did with uh the the psychologist, psychiatrist, the one that was kind of into Hurley, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they like started to set up a backstory for her. Yeah, and, and then they were like, eh, yeah, yeah, let's just get her. rid of her. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing is like, they're showing me crap that I don't care about and people that I am actually mildly interested in, they just take away. Like, well, who, who, who's doing this? This is terrible writing. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. You don't need to hear Anyways. me say that anymore. <laughs> Although a guest star, Sterling Bowman, who plays young Ben, is the only actor to appear in each of the last four episodes. Wow. Wow. This guy. Look at that. 
Sterling. Yeah. Just don't Sterling care performance. <laughs> With 8.56 million viewers, this was the lowest rated episode of Lost on ABC. The episode had 14.91 million fewer viewers than Man of Science, Man of Faith, which is the highest rated episode. Wow. Yeah, so that's a steep decline, huh? To go from a 15 mil to a eight and a half mil? Yeah, well, again, you're losing people. You're losing people. Yeah. It's too bad. I'm not surprised. The marina used to film the scene where Ben shoots Desmond was also used as the backdrop for Desmond's photograph in Flashes Before Your Eyes. Oh. Oh. And when Charles is about to leave the island, two men can be seen in what appears to be bulletproof vests with the water trigram on their backs. The same trigram can be found in the Dharma logo and on the sub as well. Cool. So there you go. That is the trivia for this episode. Great. Favorite moments. What's your favorite moment of Buffy, Sammy Joe? I think the end for me when Buffy cries to Tara. And really? Kinda, yeah. It's like an emotional. The bummer it, moment. I know, but it's an emotional moment for Buffy. Hmm. And I like that Tara is there to comfort her. Yeah. What about you? I like the low shot of Spike in front of the police station. <laughs> it's just a cool shot, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Okay. Great shot. All right. What about Lost? Favorite moment of Lost? I... Or are you forfeiting? You can forfeit, too. <laughs> mm, I think probably when Desmond uh, tackles Ben, punches him, and throws him into the water. <laughs> okay, whenever Ben gets it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to go with the smoke monster when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like seeing an old friend, Sammy Joe. I haven't seen it in a while, you know? Yeah, I'd like to see Claire, actually. That'd be cool, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if the smoke monster is Claire? If that is a twist, that would be very stupid. Yeah. If all of a sudden it's gone... But I wouldn't be surprised. Where's my baby? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All Which right. episode epi- wins? I got to give it to Lost this week. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm giving it to Buffy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I I uh, I told myself I like this Lost episode this week. Yeah. Okay. I was engaged. Maybe it was just wasn't quite a real hot turd this week. So in comparison, it was just better. Yeah. So, but in comparison to the Buffy episode, I think the Buffy episode just skeeved you out a lot. I think Buffy episode was just a little too real and a little too skeevy and just like too, like, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's dark. There's just, it's, it's real. It's too dramatic. Too dramatic for me. It's a turn. It's a turning point. Need more fun in my Buffy. But that's me. What's going to happen next? What is going to happen next on Buffy? All right, I got two predictions here that I wrote down. Let's see if I can make sense of this chicken scratch here. Uh, Willow and Tara, they're going to start to make amends now that they've opened that door of communication, mm-hmm. that channel, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be uh, nice to each other for a little bit and try to build this relationship back. There might be a little, you know, some more drama involved 
Maybe one of them will start to date somebody else first. Okay. Mm -hmm. But in the end, you know, either the end of the season or next season, they're going to get back together because they belong together. Okay. That's nice. Uh, Jonathan is a catch. So he's going to turn this bad behavior around. Mm -hmm. All right. He knows what's morally right and what's morally irresponsible. And killing a woman is definitely not on the morally responsible list. So he's going to start to distance himself from the nerd geek squad trio. And uh, he's going to find his own way back to the light. Okay. Okay. And that might be uh, standing up to the uh two others in a moment of truth okay Okay. there we go it's a good one all right what do you think is going to happen on lost i don't know (laughs) i don't know you're just exhausted and i don't care and i am exhausted i'm just exhausted trying to make sense of this show that doesn't make sense you think it should have ended in season three yeah yeah i definitely do Okay. Well, we got one more season left <laughs> for both of these shows. Yep. I don't know. Um, I really am really just tapped out. But let me just throw what, an gonna easy one out between, there. Yeah, sure. Well, you no, you go ahead. What's going to happen between Ben and Locke? What do you think their dynamics going to be now that Ben has been told that he cannot? kill <laughs> lock yes yeah, I mean, every word he says i think i think he's gonna have to help lock now he's gonna have to hand over the torch as it were why lock though why what's so special about lock we don't know because that has never been answered but clearly he has some connection to the island okay so you know i mean he sacrificed himself came back was alive uh-huh so he's got some connection. Okay. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think Ben is going to listen to what Alex said because he felt so bad about killing her. He was yeah. willing to go and be judged and potentially killed uh, over that guilt. So he's going to listen. He's not going to try to harm Locke. He's going to be his protector now. Okay. And do everything he can to keep Locke alive. All That's right. all I got. Okay. All right, on to media recommendations. What do you have to recommend for a piece of media this week? I'm watching a lot of things. Um, Yeah. Have watched a lot of things. I'm going to fire off three really quick ones, okay? All right. I was only going to do two, but we were talking about The Princess Bride. (laughs) And there is, um, like, during the pandemic, a bunch of actors filmed, like, at-home versions of themselves doing parts from the princess bride oh god Um, this sounds like my nightmare it was it's actually really hilarious (laughs) i could never watch it uh yeah i mean you probably would hate it from like a cinematography (laughs) standpoint but from an acting standpoint it was really fun so that i think if you google like princess bride at home movie you'll find it um (laughs) uh i also will recommend queen charlotte which is a bridgerton spinoff Um, it focuses on the queen and her relationship with King Charles the third, King George, sorry, King George, King George the third. Yeah. Okay. It's very good. And it's also, um, because in, in Bridgerton, Queen Charlotte is imagined as being black. 
Mm -hmm. um, which there is some historical debate as whether or not that's true. Um, So it's kind of interesting to see how she becomes a uh, figure of representation. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there are kind of two other women that it focuses on as well. So it's just kind of a cool... I, I really liked it. It has a really good ending too. And then... Last but not least, I watched this morning a Red Panda documentary called Cherub of the Mist. You can also Google oh. that and find it on YouTube. Okay. And it follows two red pandas who were born in um, in captivity and then released into the wild and they were, you know, studied over a period okay. of like 16 months or something like that. Huh. Yeah. Very good. That's it. Sounds great. Okay. How about you? I, all right, I'll make a recommendation. I don't know if it's a full recommendation. I think it's a half recommendation. It's you could just not recommend anything. No, I got to give you something, you know? You don't have to. I know, but I, I like to. Okay. All right. Go for it. So uh, we watched a movie that we found on, what was it on? I think it was on Hulu. Maybe Hulu or Prime. One of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Bros. With uh, Billy on the Street. What's his name? Oh, yeah. I wanted to watch that. Yeah. Uh, Produced by Judd Apatow. Uh huh. I like him. And uh, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, There's some funny parts for sure. I don't think it was great, but it had some some moments to it. I remember seeing a preview for it when. Oh, I think when we went to see. Banshees of Inner Shireen. We saw a preview for this. Yeah, yeah. The preview has a lot of the funny parts in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was. It's still worth a watch uh, because there's definitely some good moments, but not my favorite. What would you rate it? it? What would you rate it on the movie club scale? Yeah, I'd give it like a six. Okay, that seems to be what IMDb gave it. So yeah, there you go. Accurate. (laughs) All right. And that's all I got for you. So what do you say? Let's wrap it up, yeah? Yeah. All right. So until next time, you can listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places that you can find us. Uh, You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, of course. Share it with your friends. Share it with all your friends. And what else? Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickStreamPod. And if we entertain you... Support us on Buy Me a Coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash kickstreampod. Send emails to kickstreampod at gmail.com and check out show notes for this and every episode at kickstreampod.com. And, and always, always remember, remember that streaming, that streaming is, is better, better with the pondering detectives. Yes, that. Yes. <laughs> that is us. <laughs> All right. Okay. You keep pondering, and we'll see, see you, you next, next time. week. Bye. Bye.